0: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you may be. This is Sean. This is Alex. It's just us two today for another episode of Coaster Kings Radio. We've got a, uh, a fun series kind of coming up, uh, a couple episodes throughout the season, where we'll be throwing it back to previous trips, um, some of the most memorable parks, kind of like looking back now, it's been a year and a half since we've been, and what do we think about it, what have we learned um, from Not just the experience of being at the park, but also from like the surrounding region. You know, you kind of go back and you do some research on what you experienced. And uh, a really good one to do that with uh, was OCT East, um, the giant ghost resort in Shenzhen area in South China. And um, yeah, we've been enamored with the resort. We wrote a big report on it um, this summer, summer 2020. After the fact. After the fact, yeah, and then the report is called A Forgotten Report for Forgotten Resort because I literally waited a year to write it. Uh, I was just so overwhelmed, right? We were just overwhelmed with our
1: trip to the park in 2019. We didn't roll it in with all of our other China trip reports that we did at the time because we just weren't sure where, like, what and where we wanted to go. And it was also one of those this places park. where, like
0: the initial experience was it was such a mixed bag and we'll kind of go into that and so when it came to writing all the reports it was one of the last sparks we did and it was kind of like i was overwhelmed and i didn't really feel like writing a report because i had such mixed feelings right and so it took a while to get those mixed feelings and sort them out and i think over the course of 2020 just kind of reflecting back and looking at pictures editing pictures and then Learning more about the Chinese housing market, and that's all going to play in today's episode. I learned so much about, uh, about the resort, and now I'm really excited to talk about it. I kind of look back and be like, wow, what we witnessed was really almost like such a perfect representation of modern China. And uh, we're going to talk about that a little bit. Um, Before we do that, we're going to plug some of our articles, of course. Uh, Unlike usual when we do news articles that we're going to plug, I just want you guys to go and check out that forgotten report for Forgotten Resort, (laughs) uh, which is not only the coolest name, but it's also just a really cool report with a lot of visuals about what we're going to talk about today. Um, I promise you, you won't be disappointed. And in general, we have an Asia section on our website. If you go to our menu and there's a section called specific coverage, click on Asia, We'll have a bunch of Asia updates, right? We're trying to really kind of branch out and make that our new frontier. So much is happening in China and and in Japan as well. And so there's lots of news articles from Asia, but there's also our articles from our trips that we did in 2019 and 2018. And um, I guess, yeah, those are the two years that really were heavy on Asia. We did like three or four trips. So go check those out, and I think you'll really enjoy checking out some of these other parks that we've been to, including uh, Wuchi Sunak with Falcon and the wind Coaster, Chamling Ocean Kingdom, which we name drop continuously because we love that park. And there's stuff like China Dinosaurs Park in there with uh, Dinaconda, can't miss coaster. So definitely make sure to uh, check out our Asia section and if you don't want to type in the Forgotten Report part, you can also find it in the list because um, it's a pretty recent launch it was august of 2020 that we yeah. launched that report so that's definitely uh you know the plug and play part of this episode <laughs> we're just gonna you know kind of plug some of our articles um we also asked our social media followers uh, we did an instagram poll asking our followers what they thought of OCTEs and know that certain people had already read our articles mm-hmm. but we still kind of want to gauge like hey what do people know about a resort do people really think about the wooden coaster like what is their perception and uh, let's go ahead and feature some.
1: So Ari Morales, nineteen. We asked uh, everybody, you know, would you go to this park? We had a we had a little collage, I guess, of, of photos and rides um, that we featured. And uh, Ari Morales, nineteen, said yes. Uh, the park looks so beautiful. It looks like such a unique experience. And um, photography here would be great. Which is a stupid definitely, point because like yeah. I've gotta rework the pictures again because now I've I've
0: gotten even more into photography and I think I can touch them up even more. But just the pictures we already have, it's the visuals are crazy. And and she was is it a he or she? She. She was right. The the it's just stunning. The nature, the the, the lush, lush South China jungle. I mean we are in a jungle down there. Um definitely an incredible spot for photography, definitely.
1: And then um Travis at Slavs Thuzi account, uh, Slavs underscore Thuzi underscore account on Instagram. He his answer to our question was too long for the window box. We like that Travis. (laughs) We he sent us a paragraph. Um, uh, he said that OCT East in Night Valley was his number one bucket list park, and that wood coaster. was his number is his number one bucket list coaster. The fishing town area in Night Valley looks shockingly high quality for a resort. Mostly abandoned for almost a decade now. The abandoned castles and hotels seem incredibly weird and ominous and has an energy that no other park can even come to come close to, for better or for worse. Um so I mean that, that pretty much nailed yeah. it
0: because it really is one of those like it's slightly ominous, but it's yeah. also so adventurous, right? Because I feel like that was our first time really kind of exploring something that like was operational, but it was like operational by Chinese standards, meaning it really wasn't operational. Um, and, and yeah, he made he made good points there. That definitely is honestly the reason I would even go back.
1: And then uh, do we have some. And then else finally, on? um, another one of our favorite answers. We got a lot of great answers um, talking about just the majesty of this place, the haunting beauty of it, um, the focus on Wood Coaster and how uh, well maintained and good the ride is, despite it's um, hilarious. It's almost the like roughness. Whatever of the money inspire, they potentially bring yeah, in goes straight to it wood coaster, all goes into wood coaster.
0: It, it ran well. It runs
1: so much better than it has any right to, <laughs> given the circumstances. But yes, um, Caroline at Nerdy Face uh, Nerdy Face uh, on Instagram says it looks like what I'd expect to see in a fairy tale, based solely on your pictures. Ten out of ten would go. Um, Thank you, Caroline. We love that answer because it does, it reminds us very much of a fairy tale, a a dreamscape of sorts, whether it's a good dream or a bad dream is, is kind of up for interpretation.
0: Totally. And people need to know that, like, this park is located in the mountains and it's very humid because of South China. It's like, you know, the jungle's right above Hong Kong. And so it really is, like, hazy and it's tropical and it's just, like... Exploration station There's really almost no one around And it's such a massive, massive property That uh, it really is like I would never think back to it It's almost like this mythical idea in my head But we literally were there We literally did do it And it's, it was definitely one of the most memorable experiences of it's, our lives uh, it,
1: it, it has all of the great qualities Of a, an amusement park nightmare <laughs> Where, I mean I, I, I know I'm not the only one That's had weird dreams Of going to theme parks Everything is closed or there's like, there's one <laughs> roller coaster that's, oh, and and it just, it was too strange for word. I, even, like, both times, like, I went, I've been here twice, and both times, really more so the second time with you, after more years, more time had passed, more decay, it was hard to believe that it was, that this was a real place that you could visit, and it wasn't something that was... From a movie set. Sure. Or from I mean, the, somebody's. The quality was like a movie set. Yeah. Props. Everything was kind of fake in a way, except for the. But yeah, the so what trees. we'll do
0: is we'll, we'll, we'll just quickly discuss kind of what the park is um, so everyone can kind of connect. If you don't know what we're talking about exactly yeah. yet, I can understand. And that's all some of the feedback we received in previous seasons. So thank you guys so much for your feedback. And uh, we will go in and explain a little bit more of, of the foundations of our reporting here so this park we're talking about is mostly known to you guys probably as night valley Uh, it's located in shenzhen guangdong china south china if you ever plan a trip down there it's not far from hong kong but it is in the mainland meaning that you need to have a chinese visa to go um and this park is very famous for their wood coaster uh, a giant gci great coast international wooden coaster um of about 14 sorry 1.5 kilometers long so it's very long (laughs) It's nearly a mile long, and it's, uh, this wooden coaster is located in the hillside on a mountain, and it just kind of runs through the forest with incredible pacing. It's very long. You have to YouTube it if you don't know it, um, but that's the part we're going to talk about, and we just thought that, like, well, that's the park. Like, this is the part we're going to. We're going to go ride Woodcoaster at Night Valley, and really then we started realizing that it was actually part of the OCT East Resort, mm. which is a massive resort about the size of Walt Disney World. I would say maybe a little bit smaller, but, you know, just kind of for your reference point. Yeah. And it's spread out over several mountains and valleys, um, again, in that same region. And it was added as part of a um, tourist zone that was funded and supported by the government, which happens a lot in China. In order to build that and kind of draw tourism, uh, inflate the GDP, make sure everything looks good. Um, and this happens a lot all over China. And this is just one, another one of those projects. And we didn't quite realize what exactly the story behind all the ghost cities and all the ghost theme parks and all the ghost everything in China was. until we really started researching after our visit, right? Because we've noticed on, on our two big trips to China that we did, uh, that was the mainland, one in 2018 and, and then one in 2019. We really noticed the amount of ghost towns and apartments sitting empty. I mean, thousands, 66% of the housing in China is not occupied. And so this park really was an eye-opening part of that experience. But then it was more of like on the theme park and tourism side of things. Um, so yeah, this resort is home to technically golf courses, tea gardens, theme park, water park, Large, arena, like several shopping hotels, new
1: setups like big Disney Springs kind yep. of things in the sky. A <laughs> giant temple section. Um, there is a there are several neighborhoods with
0: villas, thousands, hotels, and thousands, and thousands of. Of dormant hotel rooms. Yeah, there are some of the biggest I've ever seen. Are you sitting here, floating in the sky, abandoned? I mean, the bridges that are connecting parts of the park to these hotels that never even operated probably literally are just falling apart. There's just like broken bridges, rusted. You couldn't cross them if you wanted, sort of thing. And it's a really eerie, um, kind of experience. At the same time, it was super fantastical to experience that because I mean, this was like day eleven or day ten in, in China on this particular trip. So we had already seen. Lots and lots of ghost cities and decaying infrastructure, which is honestly just part of the modern Chinese infrastructure boom. Um, and this was just another one of those places. But it was just so cool because it hit so close to home, being like theme park nerds and really kind of not realizing how much there was to this resort because at the end of the day, we're coaster enthusiasts and we came for the wooden coaster, but we stayed for what we really
1: came to experience there. The park was is a fascinating side effect of... Um, the gross domestic product arms race in China And the desire to spend for the sake of, of spending For the, the sake of appearances And for the economy And, you know, job creation So it's not uncommon it's, it's actually incredibly common As you touched on earlier That things are built for the sake of them being built And that's it And the occupation of and use of these Things can be, is pure pure incident.
0: And now there are times that infrastructure is being built, like one of the many, many cities that are built within a month or two from the ground up with housing for over a million people and shopping malls and infrastructure, highways, roads, trains, everything, everything you can imagine that a city needs, they're just popped out of the ground and they're heavily stimulated and funded by the government. Which is just the way China does things And then there are towns that actually do end up filling up And they become manufacturing towns And it happens But a lot of the times These towns do sit empty Even when houses are sold these houses may not necessarily be filled because, in China, for example, your home, which most, the majority of homes are apartment, like duplex, or whatever you call it, um, multi family dwellings. Yeah, the, the houses in China do not mean standalone houses like they do in the US. It just means like apartment style condos that are like 30, 40, 40, uh, no, 40 stories tall and yeah. they're all copies. Like these communities are honestly all high they're rises, all
1: skyscrapers. It's a completely
0: different kind of housing industry. But And then all these units, are then bought under the impression that they're invested in, and then they're resold, and then they're resold. So often, even though a lot of them sit empty, some of them are actually owned. They're just not used because the value of a house goes down when you touch it, which is very Chinese. That's a Chinese thing because people who then move in, or if they were to move in or buy it, they would have to change it back to whatever they want to change it to, which means that your home value goes down if you touch your home, which is such a weird foreign concept for us in the US, because mm-hmm. I feel like in the US, like if you do any sort of upgrade or touch your home, your value
1: shoots up yeah. because then the next person doesn't have to do it. It's like the opposite of, of flipping houses. Where like, yeah, like you do not want to flip. The like only, is thing. Yeah, the only way to accrue value in, with property in China is to leave it a blank slate or to revert it if if it's been uh if it's been touched in any way, shape, or form to bring it back to You know, reset it to manufacturer settings, and only then does it uh, achieve maximum value. I guess from like a potential standpoint. And sure. And so, with the governments
0: are heavily involved in in building projects, even in areas like free economic zones. With Shenzhen, that part of Guangdong is technically a free economic zone. It's actually. what they call the Silicon Valley of the East, it is China's tech boom area. Like a lot of money, it's actually the most expensive area of China to live, and it's a free economic zone. Meaning there's you know much more of a capitalistic kind of approach to things, mm-hmm. but of course there's still government interference. And so a lot of these projects are inflated by government subsidies to develop and develop and develop and build these world class, what they believe to be world class future cities and projects and oftentimes they just don't pan out like that they're built but the quality of the buildings is really really low I mean we have seen we went to Haishang Ocean Park in Shanghai we literally went a couple months after opening and I kitchened out know, the ceilings of the hotel were, we're covered in black, black, black mold coming down it, yeah. was, it, was, it was rough check out
1: the article some of the restaurants and stuff too just yeah, it was that weird was like, we surreal. were having a snack and
0: we look up and like okay let's yeah. all look up again because this is disgusting
1: and so with, bearing that in mind a place like Night Valley, which it's only 10 years old, but it's amazing how rapid the decay is. Um, Things were already looking pretty bleak for the resort when I went in 2015, (laughs) and then when we went in 2019, it was even more stark. Um, I think one of their most notable characteristics and something that gets a lot of attention every time we post photos of it is this very large, really incredible-looking log flume that um, is, is opened with the resort and closed fairly shortly after, and no sooner did it close did did nature uh, t- overtake uh, the ride to the point where the decay of it, it looks like it's so much older and has been closed for so much longer than it actually has been. And, and you that's know a theme.
0: Yeah, and that's just how much of the park looks. There are areas that... Look like they haven't been touched in twenty thirty years. Then you realize that the park Park's opened only ten years, years ago. Old, yeah. And that happens a lot in China, where um, the material for some of these projects, the quality just isn't there. And there's projects where the quality is there, like their train infrastructure, their metro infrastructure, some of their public infrastructure is incredible, and it's 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 a human feat. But then there's projects, a lot of projects, like OCD East that are just built, and um, they're they have grand ideas but there is no risk management it's well intended
1: you know? and 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 beautiful in, in in its own right and you know i'm sure on the opening day this project was just a force to be reckoned with something to really marvel at um either up close or afar ironically you have like Long ocean kingdom Just two and a half, three hours away. It's not far. (laughs) This really feels like
0: the precursor to Channel and Giant resort area on the water, on the South China Sea. And then you have... This theme park is not just like a regular theme park layout. You got to imagine yourself being in like a town located in the mountains. And then instead of like having a grocery store every other road, there's actually a ride or an attraction. So you have to take... Sidewalks, which I guess at one point you could just rent little cars and like golf carts to
1: go up these roads. Cause they're all roads connecting each other. And then you can also walk on these roads. And so, I mean, it makes sense because OCT stands for overseas Chinese town. So like OCT East is the implication is that it is a resort area. <laughs> that is a, a town, like the theme for the theme park and the resort area, um, Is is to be village like village like um, in its execution and its appearance. So it's quite it is quite funny going to um, to Night Valley, which being is is just a chapter in the overall OCT Overseas Chinese Town um, setup there. And it, it you approach these rides on what feel like roads, you know streets. That are paved for the for the use of of driving you know vehicles on them golf carts and whatnot, and st- taking a stroll through some of the more developed areas of the park it feels like a like a like a, almost like a tiny tiny little downtown of sorts like a like again less like a theme park and more like a little t- of, like a town sure. So, yeah, now, now
0: we've kind of given you this background. We're going to walk through our day and what we discovered, what we saw, and we're actually going to be following along with our own report because sometimes there's so much that you kind of forget There's about. a lot of details. So, like, we'll start at the entrance to the park, which is very uneventful. It is kind of took like, this little it's pretty unceremonious. lot down by... The tourist town and, and down in the riverbed or whatever, like in the bay. In the,
1: yeah, there's a, it's a it's facing a delta. And
0: you do not even really see the park because you're so incredibly far away. This park is by far the largest single gate we've ever been to. It yeah. probably even exists. And um, so you're down there and you see a stadium, which is a big – that's it's a big s- stadium for special events. And that's kind of like the only thing you can really see. And in, in that stadium on the side, you can actually purchase tickets – um, and then there's just a ton of escalators. Yeah, just escalators that going just lead you all the way up to infinity. Hill, till you get to the first level, which is still I would say like at least twenty escalators There's up.
1: Evidence of that log flume that works its way down, like halfway down a majority of the of the of the walkable midway um, resort complex. There's an abandoned hotel opulent looking thing that was, it's right in the middle of all the action. Yeah, it's like
0: the front side of it's waterfalls, which interacted with the lock flume, and the back side of it's just regular hotel windows, and then right next to it is the container hotel, which is themed to shipping containers. (laughs) I mean, you can go into low (laughs) quality.
1: And we're pretty sure that Uh, employees of the park just live there. there. We walked by it last time, and it was like, we could look in the windows, and there was like floor to ceiling clutter.
0: And clutter, and it was like (sighs) We don't even want to really know what's going on. These, all, these I, yeah. are all made of Operator for, like, a season or two. And then that's what – that that was that. And then – so there's all these attractions scattered throughout, right? So one of the attractions they have is a splash battle. I don't even remember exactly where the splash battle is because, again, everything is so dislocated from each other. There's no yeah. areas, really. There's, like, one little area with the Pizza Hut and the splash,
1: mm-hmm. like, the
0: shoot-to-shoot shoot, that was added yeah. later because they closed the loft. Floor yeah. And they over it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And that's kind of like in the same general vicinity as the uh, as the the two banner hotels are. And then, but then the rest is really scattered through the mountains. So like one of the things they had was a um, a splash battle. Yeah. Really rusty. The water effects were on. Looking at these pictures, I'm like, why are the water effects on? Water effects are on. Nobody was riding. No, like I mean, I I guess it was open, but like you just don't know. It's hard to know. You just don't know.
1: There's nothing at that park. There's nothing at that park that necessarily appears to be open, whether it's open or not.
0: Oh, I guess now I made the connection. It's like a western town and like an alien. Like, here's a UFO. So I guess this was probably like <laughs> Cowboys and Aliens,
1: Classic. the knockoff yeah. slash battle. Cool. They also have <laughs> a, a Spider-Man type ride, the like the Universal Orlando Spider-Man Called it was it's like four thousand miles the, uh, to the, the Earth Center.
0: Yeah, it's like all not coffee as hell, and then they have Bob Card, which is uh, actually a really good Bob Card. Yeah, and again, it goes to electric the, bob to card. The Hills, and it's really nice. And like, there's there's a lot some of atriums so and there's stuff. Atriums in them, and the animals in there there's a lot of like, animal
1: neglect happening here, and in, in like. It's Un- an OCT thing, I would say, because every OCT park you've yeah. been to
0: it was like that. Yeah. It's where, like, there were definitely Chinese parks that was actually pretty good. Like, i yeah. not going to lie, but this was not one of them. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so from Jungle Cart, for example, which is another little area with there's a plaza with just a bunch of abandoned rides. Very dystopian looking, very, like, you've probably seen pictures of, of something similar. And uh, But it's that's still, like, definitely a 20-minute walk, still from Wood yeah. Coaster, which is located way up the hill. Wood Coast, there's still like a couple of levels above that. So at this point, you can already look down, and you're already way above all the hotels down in the bay you're in the hills and you're starting to notice some of the infrastructure that's like spread out through the hills and these roads they just kind of end you can see there was supposed to be a bridge but then oh, they just yeah. stopped building it that's so it's, like,
1: creepy remember that that was like yeah. I think
0: it's like somewhere somewhere off above the yeah, uh, above it, the shopping it, like, street there was supposed there. to be an
1: overpass bridge of some kind that went over and it, it just ended the and the cool thing ends. is
0: though about this is that the location of the park in South China like stuff is gross like it's a jungle it's hot it's humid it plants was grow quick hot out like we have to walk those hills yeah. Um, but stuff does grow quick, and it does make for a really pretty, slightly ominous, but a very pretty kind of like, wow, nature's taken over this park, yeah. and it's been like five years. God, look at baby's pictures. It's just wild. Um, and then, so we'll, we'll talk about Woodcoaster a little bit. I
1: guess right now is a good time. So yeah, Woodcoaster so, Wood is... Woodcoaster is the crown of, of the of the main walkable amusement park area. I'd say it's like a mile's walk from the entrance of the park to Woodcoaster, Bless that it's running and there's uh, <laughs> I, I and there's a i guess you know there's a few ways to get up there. You can either go through the abandoned looking but still somewhat occupied zoo exhibit with a bunch of neglected animals or you go up through the little downtown little like fisher village area but either way um most passable midways from the entrance starting at the entrance of the park eventually lead to um wood coaster and then the rest of the park beyond wood coaster is accessible via gondolas and or uh, a funicular and from there you can see quite a bit more of of the resort area but as far as the night valley portion of the resort the the wood coaster is the focal point and and pretty much the only thing there that seems normal Ish.
0: Yeah, even then, it was one of those things, like, so we should so we rolled up to Woodcoaster, coaster, which is, again, quite the hike. And then you get there, and they only run the ride every 10 minutes. And then you have to wait in the queue, and every 10 minutes, it lets you up to the station. They fill all the seats, and then they dispatch it, and then you wait 10 minutes. And there were some people there. Like, I mean, it wasn't much. But we had, the 10-minute interval made sense. In order to get, like, a couple of cars full, you had it to nice wait getting a full minutes. train. Um, and so... Since we were just kinda of standing around, we were always kinda the of front row, which was nice. Yeah. So that was good. And then but the thing that was weird is I I just didn't understand what, what was going on. So then there was a photo booth and the photo booth was selling photos and then they had like this, this like party in there with the number 10 everywhere. Like it was a ten year anniversary, but the ride had been open for eight years. I was like, Why Why are we celebrating here? But uh, I wouldn't be surprised if the Lily are acting like it's some sort of celebration that doesn't yeah. exist because no one knows when it was built. But it was like, they were selling the 10th anniversary of the ride, but the ride Lily was not, it like, was eight years old. So I didn't get yeah, that. even I the mean, resort it wasn't matter. quite.
1: I mean, maybe they were just preemptive in the tenure. For I mean, it was the only part. thing. As, it was, yeah, it was
0: just kind but of... But, it,
1: yeah, it's a little...
0: And then from there, you can actually take a bridge to the zoo, which we'll talk about later. Yeah. We, that's how we finished. But, um, and then you have more walkways up to a stadium that is a special effects show where like a temple has like a massive fl- flesh flood and has yeah. like a stunt show so there's a couple of Russian people that work there full time <laughs> um, that show was actually running we saw it we yeah. saw it from up in the mountains uh, when we were somewhere
1: else yeah in the resort. after the gondola ride up to the top near the exit to the stadium is where we c- you can find the the jellyfish market the jellyfish market.
0: keychains.
1: <laughs> you can buy live jellyfish and keychains it used to be turtles yeah
0: i guess that there when i went Compass in 2015
1: you could buy live sea turtles which is not uncommon for chinese yeah. uh, i mean chinese merchandise collecting cream, just- live animals and selling them as disposable accessories where like you wear it as part of your fashion and and then the animal dies; you just throw it away. Like, unfortunately, that's a that's a thing.
0: Yeah, we're not we're not condoning it, but we're just saying uh, there's a lot of that in Asia in general, and uh, but you can kind of just get used to it. Like, you can yeah. bash all you want as long as they make improvements. And I guess that's all I can really.
1: Yeah,
0: I mean, we we saw some good. Examples I, we expect too, to,
1: but... we think animal welfare is something that obviously in several places uh, in the world could could use some improvement. China's definitely. No exception But at least we've got At least there's There's industry leaders Like Chaimong Group That are Demonstrating A, a An enviable Animal husbandry and, and animal welfare Environment In their theme parks So
0: Definitely I mean It's, it's, it's not all kosher But it's definitely An improvement over what is Yeah um, Happening in some of the other parks it's, But like, yeah It's
1: like SeaWorld level
0: Except for the sea World Doesn't have any wild-caught animals anymore um, you yeah. know, in recent history Anyways, so Then we took a, um, a sky ride um, Up to the top of the mountain Which we could see like way down And where we were hanging out Which is already like way up from where we started Yeah We could see way up in the mountain There were booster rides And we saw a sky ride And we saw like a viewing platform And one of those like U-shaped Like shoe looking glass platforms Platforms that I wanted to go on But it was already closed Because yeah. I guess that it didn't work Probably out it was broken um, But anyway, so we took a sky ride up Really cool. Like, we got to go by this villa, this village of villas, three-story villas in the mountains, streets, infrastructure, everything, completely abandoned, as you can figure. Almost eerie, because these are just, like, full-fleshed-out resort towns that are, there. there's literally just nothing happening. I think I may have seen, like, one car, and it was, like, a little OCTE's maintenance car, with, like, this woman so sweeping wild, the street. Same, yeah, was, like, same, Why you like sweeping staff
1: so like, maintaining these the resorts, as much that that as maintaining they these grounds, and, the, the very same grounds whose bridges across the, the canyons have been eaten away by rust. So we got up there. Speaking of <laughs> rust, the bridge was still quite rusty. It was
0: like a giant observation bridge, which is really cool because that's when we realized that we were way on top of the mountain and we saw, like, all the park and and Knight The altitude Valley. was
1: incredible. We were... We were, really high we were really 300 meters on top off of, the mountain. of sea level
0: and we could see the town below us and then we looked over on the other side and that's when we made the connection with the park map that said like oh there's yeah. a tea garden and there is a golf course there are temples like, other there other hotels." Towns. and we are like oh okay and then we looked over and there was a sprawling massive resort um just just on the other side and then there was like a there was a lake hidden there with more houses and like villas around it and then there were hotels we, we, there was even like a little town in the sky that we could kind of walk, you know, it was like a very scenic garden with lots of um, cute little huts and stuff, and it wasn't very well maintained. I just maintained.
1: feel like I can, there's, I, can't, I still, has me. I, I find it hard to even wrap my own head around the sheer size of this yeah, place, like, oh, even though I've already been, but it, it really is best described as the Disney World in, in matter of size and scope, and yet 99% of it is abandoned.
0: Yeah, and then, so these were the massive golf courses, which there were a couple of people Stunning. golfing. Stunning, And they, yeah. they looked good. They
1: were beautiful. They
0: had the most life, I feel, like, of anything you there. You can see how they've
1: nice, been maintaining the golfing. Maintained. Uh, like, the grass and stuff. And then there were
0: temples in the back, and, like, honestly, I kind of wanted to go check this, this stuff out, because I saw it in the park, and I was like, oh, I want to go to the Tea Garden. It sounds so yeah. awfully, I mean, wonderfully Asian, like, let's do yeah. it. But then when we got up there, we had no clue how to get there. We even walked around, like, find, yeah. trying to find roads. But most of the roads were blocked off, or there was just, like, crumbling infrastructure that we honestly didn't even know we could walk there. Like, there was a lot of questionable places we went to. Yeah. At one point, we walked on a service street. We had no clue, because, like, there was just no differentiation. Like, where are we? Oh, yeah, we were on a maintenance road. We were on a maintenance road at one point, but we where, had no clue. Where, where
1: backstage ends and begins is pretty unclear in a place like this, because none of it seems preve- presentable.
0: Not at all. So,
1: yeah, we, we wound up – we did wind up on a, on a maintenance – in a maintenance area because there was really no beginning or end to maintenance areas versus public access. And I think the most shocking part of our entire experience um, was actually
0: up, up the mountain, of course, because we were able to look over, and we saw a massive, massive hotel, and this hotel was floating in the sky – I would say it's probably about the size of Portofino um, at Universal Land of Resort. But it was just abandoned, and the bridge going there was like crumbling and falling apart. And you saw, like, there's a lot of rough weather that comes here. This is, you know, this is a jungle on the ocean. They get typhoons. And it was noticeable because you saw that the weathering was, I mean, it wasn't just Chinese infrastructure and it being 10 years old. You could also see that, like, windows had been shattered, the roof pieces had been blown off. And all you could see was just this giant hotel that was abandoned and then you look over and there's like restaurants abandoned. And then there's like a whole whole town with like maybe one place actually occupied. And these houses may very well be for sale um, because OCD, a lot of these groups like Wanda Group and stuff, they build attractions and tourist zones, but then they also have like actual housing for sale. The so gondola, I'm not sure how much of this was the gondola,
1: like those villas. Yeah, the villas that, that may were have been for selling. Yeah, and it, of course, like none of them were occupied. None a lot occupied. of them were completely empty. I think empty. there was like
0: one house that was Just occupied like, over here, which is very normal. Like you'll see a, you'll see a like thousand, or a thousand family or a thousand person unit, like tower of forty floors of like housing, and then you'll see like one of them occupied. It's really common in China, it, and so this was, was like another example. It of that. was
1: we were two. Uh, uh, it was uninformed, I guess. It made it makes so much more sense now knowing what we know and what we've researched on like China's housing market and their relationship with their own um, GDP. And because when we were looking at this for the first time, we were so mystified because there was no context for us. It was it was sure. not there was no way for us to make sense of what we were seeing. Which is
0: it was honestly just like <coughs> overwhelming. And truly. It was truly was overwhelming, and we saw this, and we were like, I mean, again, this was not our first experience with a ghost town, except this was our first experience with a ghost town being a resort that we could access. And I think it was a difference, yeah, a ghost town because we had seen the ghost towns and
1: that was open to the public, especially around
0: Shanghai. I'm pretty confident we drove through like over the course of those two years, we've been through several major ghost towns on several occasions. But this was the first time that it was, like, a resort that was abandoned and, I guess, also probably housing that was for sale. Yeah. Um, but it, it, could, it could as well be, like, a golf course kind of estate, right? Because this is also where the golf courses are. But, yeah, so these roads, there's, like, one vehicle, one vehicle parked <laughs> in front of this one house that is occupied with a Chinese flag, and that's how we know it's occupied. <laughs> and um, the rest, like, there's just all these roads, like, three lanes over here uh, going up to the hotel. All of it is just completely abandoned. Endless infrastructure. There's not infrastructure. A human being there. And then we we were just kind of walking around. There's like an African-themed village area at the park that is also kind of a road that ends there, which I think is where you can end, where you could have maybe possibly upon a time entered the park from all the villas. Uh, that was probably the idea, because there was a marquee that literally said Night Valley on a lot it.
1: Of, there was a big master plan that, like, somebody somewhere really did put a lot of thought into this whole setup it wasn't done lightly or loosely it was only just that it was built and left to i guess left to its own devices and and i don't know if if this was necessarily because i I don't know if you if do, do people really design things like these just for them to just to rot maybe um, but yeah, then I can't there help a but lot wonder. There
0: on, uh, there's a lot of word out there because it is one of the few things that um, is like a heavy investment point for for an average Chinese middle class person. They can invest in real estate. And if the real estate has been popping up left and right. So it's kind of created its own little investment market. And that also kind of drives even more building of housing, right? Even though it's like, it's kind of like this mixed bag. It's like, well, we need housing because we've got a lot of people and people need housing, right? And there's also this, like, people just buying housing and uncontrollably buying housing to kind of have, like, investment in real estate. And so that has been, like, a mix. And I don't know the details. And if we say anything in here, it's incorrect. We do apologize. This is a vastly complex Issue slash situation in China that it's really hard to get your hands on unless you have like first-hand experience and then like then learning about it because it, the markets and economies in China are just not easy
1: to study from your home, I would say, honestly. Something that's kind of interesting about this is, is like the ghost cities in China are really not meant to be seen by Western eyes. It, it's something that... It, it's kind of China's dirty secret, and they know... They're not proud of the ghost cities and theme parks and stuff, and some of the people that we've there's looked, just
0: a general There's just a general belief from a lot of people that is obviously a thing of false belief, is that these yeah. cities will be filled. They're just being built prematurely. It, yeah. And I'm not sure if that's really... I'm not sure that's, like, an accurate view, but a lot of people do think that. It's just interesting, just like, that some that of accurate. the people
1: that we've seen their research on, the, you know, they almost get kind of... They get kind of heckled for being Westerners, that... Are witness bearing witness to to all of this, so I you know I wouldn't expect to go into some ghost city, you know, as an American in China and and get away with you know being there and not getting heckled. Um, it's just
0: yeah, which is, is what's is...
1: crazy about OCT East is that it's a theme park that we paid admission to go to to see all that's there, and in my in retrospect, I'm like I'm kind of I wonder if like. Anyone there felt uneasy that we were clearly not time, Chinese people.
0: You know what? I don't think that the people that we encounter, that's really something that they feel like. Because at the end of the day, we're obviously tourists. And yeah. we're obviously because they're to ride a They probably people.
1: have more important things to You know to what? And about, I, do,
0: I don't even think that a lot of the people that we interact with in China are really like that that. that, that aware of like oh that we could maybe notice because for them it's probably the most normal thing in the world so but enough of that like what chinese people think and and you know that that sort of thing it's just kind of going back to to our experience there's a lot of pictures we have of this on the website and you can kind of put it put it to to imagery you can kind of really see how things are are just kind of rotting away while being overly ambitiously added. I mean, again, this is the size of Walt Disney World we're talking
1: about. It's just funny how some stuff just seems to be functioning without without a hitch, and other in like this in in this place that is otherwise overwhelmed by decay. Like it's surreal that. Things like the wooden coaster and the shoot-the-shoot ride are just open and operating and, and kind of have this very, like, business-as-usual when, when they're functioning in, in otherwise a, a, a decomposing resort.
0: And, like, about, uh, talking about decomposing, um, <laughs> there was a giant oh, yes, zoo slash aviary on the map. And we were like, well, everything is abandoned. We here. walked
1: into it. We thought it was abandoned. I mean, <laughs> we
0: thought for sure it was abandoned because like some sort of hurricane or some sort of typhoon or storm had blown apart the aviary. It was just like nets. Tattered I mean, I'm nets. over here in this picture all excited because like we we're walk like, in what is this? And it's just like nets hanging, like 100 feet of nets just hanging down the mountain. It's all just absolutely destroyed. And we're like, this is crazy. Look at this abandoned zoo. Like We have to go scope it out. Yeah. Because at this point. It's just becoming an adventure Like this is already A couple hours into our Into our day there We're like we have to go Check it out yep. And so we check it out, and there's all these weird little signs, like, do not feed the food. You do, know? Not like fe- weird...
1: do not feed the food. <laughs> like, you know, just weird translation. It's I love weak. that kind of stuff. I, mean,
0: I think my favorite one is still the Sunak, where it's like, thanks for not pissing on the floor. Thanks and I'm like, not you're not so welcome, wuchisunak. <laughs> like,
1: you're so welcome. Right in front of the, the kitty. Yeah, we're having a greatest
0: time, and I'm just kind of like, you know. Some of the out. animal
1: exhibits were, I mean, the glass was removed. They were, like, in various states of repair or disrepair. And then some of the exhibits were occupied by animals. Weird because in the
0: beginning, we didn't realize that, so we were just yeah. like all these like empty zoos. It slowly and then like eerily it, it dawned on us
1: that there were actual animals living here. And, and then it was like not... then
0: it just turned into some sort of hell because yeah. then we were just walking around. It was like old crowd exhibit with these rabbits and and, and, and a, a guinea and, pig. And, yeah, and like dirty flamingo exhibits were like it's just really really gross. And then the worst uh, part, yeah, the was two probably cans. the two cans. Like these. Animals probably had once upon a time were flying through this aviary, and
1: then the aviary got destroyed. So these birds was that didn't fly away were like living were in cages, the size a cage. of dishwashers. Yeah, it was really really sad.
0: When and it, you could walk up to it, you could literally walk up and literally touch the it's animal. All there was no one there. I mean, we saw like one employee in the whole zoo area. We were in the zoo area for probably about an hour, um, and they were they were like. I don't even know what this animal is, but it was just animals. Yeah, it was... <laughs> uh, it was weird. Like, it was almost one of those things where, like, well, is this animal alive or is it dead? Because yeah. we couldn't really tell unless we kind of sculpted it out. And another problem I have with, like, these animals being unattended, and we saw it in Happy Valley Shenzhen. We saw it in Happy Valley Shanghai as well, just OCT parks. Um, these are There's a lot of really majestic birds just chained to a stick just in the middle of the midway, and there's no one around. And so this was one of those situations where I'm like... Okay, so we obviously wouldn't harm these animals because we're kind of animal lovers, and we, really, we were yeah. in the moment really upset. One of the reasons I didn't write the article until, like, a year after visiting, because I guess We were
1: a little bit traumatized <sighs> super, by what we saw. You know, it.
0: like, it sucked. We had a really good time exploring, but the moment you throw in some really sad animals, I'm, like, not having a good time. Yeah. And so this was one of those moments. But what we saw a lot is that, like, animals are un, unsupervised a lot in these parks. And so it was one of those things where I'm just concerned about the general public because we do see people pestering animals. In in Asia, like we've seen it, we saw it, even in Chiang people are clapping and stomping at at these little arctic foxes, and we're just like, "Can you, can you f off? Like I'm not amused by you, tyrannizing this animal, Mm -hmm. and now having having animals out in the open with no supervision, it just doesn't it just doesn't sit right with me." When Caitlin
1: and I, my cousin Caitlin, who lives in China, we, I when I went in 2015 before Sean and I met, I mean, it our second the second visit was much more fascinating because things were in a much greater state of decay. But some things were just kind of the same as they'd always been. There was, I was looking through my old trip report from 2015 and there's, you know, the birds in small cages, bird, animals that are clearly in distress with birds like plucking their own feathers off and, um, you know, uh, the sea turtles and jellyfish, you know, for sale and keychains. It's just crazy how some things just don't change. Here. Yeah,
0: and that and and you know, and it's kind of honestly um, just a sign of of that part of the world because we our first call parks in Japan, we were not satisfied at all with what we saw. Yeah, there you would either. think that like you would think zoo. that
1: Japan would have you know, uh, Japan's animal welfare is really mixed. There's some great places, like, yeah, there's also some terrible. I mean, like anyone port, that knows anything about the Port Nagoya Aquarium is awesome, but then there's like amusement parks in japan that just really should not also have animals because
0: and that that we saw that a lot we saw marine parks we saw um wildlife parks and everyone that does any sort of research on animal welfare in china or in asia doesn't really need any explanation but i don't want to focus on that too much um i think that the best part of the day was probably being upstairs and seeing the whole resort and realizing where we were yeah but then i think that after the animals kind of dumped you know kind of put us down a little bit and it wasn't very exciting we then walked down accidentally on the wrong side of park, where i guess the service streets were under mm-hmm. the hotels and stuff
1: and then great, we noticed great pictures of the lock flume. the lock flume. Like we <laughs> then really the lock started flume noticing making its way down
0: the, yeah the abandoned lock flume that's just been overgrown by nature and we saw old infrastructure and midways and um buildings and drops and flumes and this flume was massive and it went through hotels and we saw this hotel lobby that also had like the flume going through it and it was all abandoned. <laughs> And then I guess the waterfall feature that was supposed to just be really scenic was still working. That was really cool because we still had to make our way down to the front of the park. And, you know, even where the lock flume is at, that's still several hundred feet above the entrance to the park. So we really were, like, scoping it out. And we were noticing how incredibly massive some of the parts of the park were that aren't even open to the public anymore. We just happened to accidentally stumble upon them. It's ironic that this we log flume... <laughs>
1: This log flume was easily, like, the greatest log flume ever built. Yeah, God, I wish I could have ridden Like, that. it's unbelievable oh how... Ma- it was probably at least a mile long, like, and it all was, of these drops. And it's pretty now, like... Scaling was and like, cascading around this resort. Like, it was... It's just unbelievable how much there is to this ride. Um, yeah,
0: just look at these pictures. There, there, the flume... That was really quite everywhere. tragic that
1: that the flume was... that the, the longest and greatest log flume ever made is was only open a couple years, <laughs> if at all. You know, who knows? This is China. It may not have ever opened. Or maybe it was open for, you know, a, a, like, who knows? We'll never really know the whole story, the mystery behind the major log flume and the hotel. But it, I think it's just an implication. I think it implies that they gave up really early on a lot of aspects. I, I don't of know if they necessarily resort.
0: gave up. It's just one of those like, overly ambitious, no-risk management projects that are... Inflated slash subsidized, and they're built, and everything is hopeful and promising because this is all quite new. Like this, it's all pretty recent that all these investments are happening and all these big projects. But now it's the last twenty-ish years, and so this is just another typical example of them just being overly excited and um, building all this infrastructure and it, just for it to decay. The quality isn't there. The attendance most definitely isn't there. I mean, I don't know how whoever thought this was going to be a viable resort solution. It just doesn't make any sense to me. But at the same time, so does a lot of other developments there, not making a lot of
1: sense to me. Um, but I think that was so great about it because. I, I still, I think at the end of the day, I think the most mystifying thing is how fabulous Wood coaster is. And uh, there was a lot of care that went into constructing this ride. It took 18 months to build. It's funny because everything leading up to the
0: ride is really nice. Like I'm looking at this picture of like the. That the really road. nice marquee and uh, like. Mar- there's like this marquee like, in the middle of the park somewhere that's like not even really near the freaking roller coaster. Yeah. Like I can it's see over the,
1: by the stadium.
0: Like The roller coaster is way back here. It's over by the stadium. And then you just kind of walk that road over to the roller coaster. And that's really nice. And so I guess that really is kind of what they have been pouring their money into. But yeah, the resort is way too big for its own good. And um, that really made for a super fascinating trip. Because a lot of these Chinese parks that we've been to are either brand new. And even though you can kind of see like the closer you get the lesser the quality is. Like, it just happens a lot. A lot of parks in Chattanooga aren't high quality. Um, but this is one of those parks that's been around for 10 years now, and now going around and looking at it, it's like, wow. Just the, the you know, the things that
1: nature did to the place after all these years, of, of, after these 10 years. It's funny, like, looking at my pictures from 2015, the log flume was not yet completely engulfed in vines. And then by, of course, 2019, our visit, there was it was... Completely enveloped in in plant matter to the point where very little of the actual log flume trough, for example, is visible uh, under the vines and grass and things that have taken root uh, on the ride. Nature uh, has wasted no time taking over uh, what of this project it can. Um, And And having
0: said that... I know that um, when I wrote the article, I knew a little bit less about the situation, um, but I do want to say that this is still one of my favorite experiences we ever had traveling because we truly were exploring something, and it was so close to home because we love our theme parks and our resorts, and I I just fondly remember now, even though I remember leaving kind of, not little disappointed, but the animal part of the experience really kind of wasn't, wasn't the happiest, but I really do look back now after a year and a half since visiting or a year and four months, and I do look back and think like, wow, that was really one of the most mesmerizing, coolest things we've done. We really did scope out the place. We saw so much, and especially when we were there, and not really knowing exactly what was going on, um, that that just made for such an incredible trip. You know, like it was it was like an impactful day. There was like two or three days impactful, that I really remember on the for trip, sure. and that that was one of them. Yeah. And that's kind of why I wanted to go back and talk about it. It's like we didn't do a specific episode on it, but I think it was kind of fun to share with you guys our experience, our day there, why it happened, and uh, these visuals that we have, which are uh, just, just a nice collection of pictures and kind of walking through through our day in the report, you have to go check it out. It's really cool. Uh, Thecoastkings.com slash OCT-East, or just search for Forgotten Report or look at our Asia, Asian collection. You can, yeah. you can find it quite easily, but definitely check it out. Um, take a look at what we saw. And uh, if you get a chance to visit yourself, I know some of our listeners are definitely planning a China trip whenever we
1: can kind of travel again. Um, Quite yeah, a few of our, feel our readers uh, chimed in to say that they had visited, which is awesome. Um, and a lot of them, pretty much all of them, echo similar sentiments in that it's a real it's a real shock that the wooden coaster is open and as well-maintained as it is, uh, trains aside, the, the poor Millennium Flyers are... Uh, In rough shape, but track work wise, it's it's a great coaster, and uh, yeah, for every day that this place still operates through some miracle, it's it's amazing that it still does, Uh, and I guess it's it's worth visiting for as long as they'll.
0: Yeah, I would say (laughs) that even though they're not going to add any roller coasters anytime soon. I would go back. Uh, I would spend a precious half day of our limited time in, in that region to go back because it was so I kind of want to see, like, how much more yeah. of this is going to get swallowed up by plans I would be curious to know, yeah, um, after 15 years. Because it is, and it's honestly, like one of our followers suggested, it is a picture perfect, incredible place. If you're into photography, you can really get your whole life here because um, there's nothing cool to, f- to photograph than, like... Um, abandoned buildings being claimed back by nature somewhere high in the jungle mountains of South China and mm-hmm. um, yeah I think that's kind of uh, kind of that uh, before we uh, before we stop of course we want to go ahead and make sure you know that we do have a discord channel so go ahead and follow us or, or join our discord server I should say not channel discord, server yeah server um, so hit up to crowskins.com <laughs> in our menu we've got a discord button click it and uh, and join our server can join the conversation Get all the insights first Uh, if you want to support our brand you can uh, always check out our website it always supports us as well but we have a shop Shop Cozy Kings we also have a European shop for European listeners so don't have to pay those import fees or shipping costs from our US plant and that is all about it make sure to check out the report of course and um, we have lots of polls and questions on social media because this season we want to feature you in our podcast episode so reply Go to our Instagram stories. We every couple of days we'll, we'll have a poll or a question there, and then we do feature our um, our awesome readers, listeners, followers. And last but not least, may you be listening on Apple Podcasts. Leave us a review. Um, unfortunately, Spotify still hasn't made that an option. But uh, for our Apple Podcast listeners, leave us a review. Shows how incredibly awesome we are and help us grow. <laughs> yes, hopefully podcast. your review
1: is a good review. Yeah, hopefully a review. this wasn't such a,
0: such a <laughs> mess of an episode because we're all over the place. Hopefully you did enjoy it and are leaving us a review and with that said we will catch you on the next episode thank you for checking out the Kosa Kings uh, have a good day bye bye